How's it going? It's fixing to be a lot better, man. Welcome back to Days and Confused, 33 and a third. I'm Jarf, and we're here for another great week covering track 17, which features Tush by ZZ Top. And our guest this week is Chris Maverick, but you can call him Mav. And welcome, Chris. Sorry, welcome, Mav. (laughs) I told them what to call you, but I didn't call you it. Mav. Uh, Hi. Um, This is exciting. This is... (laughs) I don't know... I guess it'd be hard for your listeners to go back and find it when this airs because you're pre- you're pre-taping all of them. But I tweeted about being on this last night in real time for us because I I went back to to go and it's like all right I'm gonna do this show about Dazed and Confused. I haven't watched it in a long time, so I I watched the movie yesterday, and it was the first time in probably a couple of years. And I'm just like I don't remember this part. I don't remember this part either. I know what happens next. I don't remember. There was so much of the of, of this movie that I couldn't remember. And then I realized I don't think I've ever watched it sober until last night. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not once. <laughs> I've probably seen it a couple dozen times, but I'm like, I, wow. Like the fact that, um, what's the, the nerd girl's hair, the curly hair girl? Uh, hmm, I'm blanking her name. Cynthia. Cynthia. The fact that Cynthia ends up with a crush on Wooderson, don't remember that. Didn't remember that at all. And she was like, oh, I think I might. Like, she was flirting with him. I'm like, does she do that? I don't remember her flirting with him. And it's a pretty, you know, sizable part of her character. I had no recollection of that. <laughs> and I've seen this movie a dozen times. So this was exciting to prepare for. So thank you for asking me to come on the show. That's my point. <laughs> nice. I'm so glad that you had fun and are, are seeing the movie in a new light, show. Very fresh say. eyes. Yeah. Fresh, sober non-inebriated, non-substance abusing eyes. I don't think I've ever watched it in my clear, right mind. It's not really that kind of movie. Um, at least it wasn't for me growing up. And now it kind of, you know, I, I think there's a lot to be said for it. I wish I tried to watch it sober before, but I, I'd honestly just never tried. So <laughs> so this was, this was fascinating. Nice. Well, I'm going to set up the section of the movie that we're covering. Not that we can't talk about the movie yet, as a whole, but just to give it that focus. So we are, like I said, covering track 17. So that starts with Pink smoking a joint in the backseat of Pickford's car. And it ends with Pickford pulling into the grab and go parking lot. Mm -hmm. So we're basically getting mailbox baseball for this whole (laughs) section. And I just wondered, was there a moment in this scene that spoke to you? Why or why not? This is where it's weird. So this is a scene that I did remember. And so I watched it first. Then I went back and watched the whole movie. And then I watched it again. And I guess I'm old now because that just, it, everything about this seemed horrible. Like, can I identify with it? I don't know. Like, when this movie came out, I was not exactly the right age. I guess they're all 18s, you know, by by very nature of, of the of the, what the film is. They're 18 years old. And I was, I think, 19. Except for, uh, except for well, yes, Wiley. Wiley is yeah. 14. But, yes, most of them are seniors. And I was a sophomore in college when this film came out. So I wasn't too much older than they were supposed to be. And I think I found it funny at the time. But... 
it just seemed horrific. Like, so in the very next scene, you're going to have the old guy pull the gun on them and go, oh, you know, you guys, I saw you. You destroyed my mailbox. It was you guys. And, you know, and I'm like, yeah, go, dude. You're right. <laughs> I'm very much I'm very much identifying with the old man now. I'm like, what? I mean, I can't imagine if some kid just came and destroyed my mailbox, threw a bowling ball through my car. What are you doing? <laughs> that's so that's so awful. So, like, I, I don't know that I could identify with it. And I don't think I I don't think I could have identified with it then either. I think I thought it was funny, but that was never something that I did. I, I was. I was way too much of a slacker. There's a lot of the idea of just wanting to destruct a property was never really my jam as a high school student. So I, you know, I wouldn't have been into it anyway. I knew friends who probably would have been. I, I knew people, I grew up in Ohio. I knew people who would just kind of wander around and doing, you know, vandalism and stuff as sort of a fun activity. That was not me. So that's not one I could directly identify with. Did you grow up in rural Ohio no. or a city? A city. Well, Suburbs. I, grew up in, I grew up in Lorraine, Ohio, which is 30 minutes from Cleveland. It's a much smaller city, a much poorer, smaller city, but it's got the same basic vibe. If you know the Cleveland area, it's a smaller steel town. So it's it's got a got very much a working class Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Cincinnati kind of vibe to it, just smaller. Okay, cool, cool. So I grew up in driving distance of rural Ohio. <laughs> like if I, like half an hour away, there's cows. You know, <laughs> like if you know if we're if we're going out cruising with friends, we can find rural areas. But I was definitely more urban where I live. Nice. Yeah, I was just curious because as I talked about last week, I grew up in Central PA, mm -hmm. very rural. And these struck me as as very backwoods hijinks yeah. that you could get up to. <laughs> Cow tipping kind of things, yes. Yes. And that was never me. Again, I knew people who would do it. And it was like, oh, we're going to go out. And I was like, no. Um, I mean, as far as, you know, imbibing in substances, weed and pot, I was much more a uh, weed and pot. I meant, I meant weed and alcohol. <laughs> right. Weed and beer. I was much more the type to kind of, you know, I'm all for just kind of hanging out in my friend's basement and smoking up. Like that was that was my activity at that age. You know, maybe we'll play some Dungeons and Dragons or something. You know, <laughs> like like there that. it is. Or you know, maybe like something from the film that sings to me is like the idea of hanging out at the pool hall with your friends with whatever beer you can get. That I'm all about. I was definitely in there, right? Like <laughs> like that was something that I would totally do. But the we, we never I was never into drinking and driving you know I want to go go someplace and relax but I, <laughs> I don't want to go somewhere I can get caught by cops that was not my thing yeah sounds like you got into high school hijinks but ones that were a little bit more chill and <laughs> helped you stay alive through high school <laughs> victimless crimes yeah <laughs> like there's like uh, yes I realized that I was underage and you know n not legal you know marijuana anyway but I was underage for alcohol no one really cared it wasn't, you know, I, I was never, I was never that much of a hoodlum in that way. But again, I knew people who were, so it didn't seem like the movie was false or anything. It seemed like those were the kinds of kids where I would have been, I would have been the one going, oh God, guys, really? Like, <laughs> like that, like that was me as a kid. I, I, I would have never been on that trip. I would have been like, eh, I, 
you're idiots. You're you're just morons. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm curious for you. You, I mean, same question because you're talking about like, could you identify with it? This was a weird scene for me because you know, like, just by the nature of how your show works, I just happened to get one where there's not a lot of dialogue or anything. There's not, you know, something important happens because it's this male bonding moment. Like, I get why it's important. But it's not like they talk about anything, right? It's just a yeah, okay. So we're we're out there, and and this is just gonna be goofy for a good two minutes, and <laughs> and it's fun. It's a fun scene, but I don't know, I don't know what I'm supposed to take from it other than high school's crazy, isn't it? So I mean, did it? You said it. You understood it because you were, you know, in a more rural area, and I know the when you're talking about middle PA, I get it. But did it sing to you at all? Or is it just kind of like it's the kind of thing where where I can imagine if you're from anywhere even more populated than me, if you're from any city, if you're from New York, I imagine you watch this movie and go, nobody would do that. That's That's so unbelievable. I I absolutely knew kids who would have done this and who almost certainly did. I just wasn't one of them. So that's why I'm curious. Did it sing to you the same way? Well, the part that stood out to me was the moment after Wiley throws the bowling ball. Yes. And there's kind of a still among all the characters. And that was something that resonated as the truest about the way high school kids act. Because you can see they're kind of looking at one another and looking for some kind of cue of, are we freaked out? Are we scared? Are we mad? No, it's funny. Okay, it's funny. And then they all <laughs> crack up. Yeah. So. I, oh, wow. I, it's just, it's a weird scene. So I was like, I just, I, I just can't imagine even, even high. Like, I just never had that kind of energy. Like, it's just, <laughs> just like, why would you want to do that? It just doesn't seem fun to me. Again, funny. But it didn't seem fun. That's why, you know, so I wasn't sure where to, where to go with that. Yeah. It's amazing the dumb things that you'll make up to try and have fun when you yeah. live in the backwoods. I And I will admit that I have knocked over a mailbox in my day, although it wasn't on purpose, but I was trying to make my car spin out on a dirt road and it just spun <laughs> out a little bit too far. I can almost understand that. That yeah, you know, that that has a purpose to it. Like I've done a donut or two, so <laughs> you, know, you know I get it. You, I mean, you see it in the movies. You got to try. try. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're out on this dirt road. What could we possibly hit? And a mailbox. That's what. All right, all right, all right. So we mentioned the song mm-hmm. Tush. How do you think the song? enhances or detracts from this little scene that they're showing i mean so the thing with dazed and confused is this is a movie about the soundtrack so it's like why you have your show right and how many how many songs are on the on the soundtrack this guy it's a it's a deep long soundtrack. so 40 or something there there are 33 needle drops okay a couple of songs are repeated okay but 33 of them Okay, so this is number, and this is number 17. And some of them are more on the nose than others <laughs> throughout the course of the show. This is, yeah, this is like, why can't we be friends? Right, right. That's hazing. exactly, that's yeah. exactly what I'm get, thinking of. That, and, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a few, 
where it's like, oh, you know, I get it, sexy girl here. This isn't that. This is Tush, which I never really paid attention to. I thought I thought it was a song about butts. It's apparently not. I, I, I looked it up for this episode and did a little research, and that's not what Gibbons had in mind. But, it, you know, it fits because ZZ Top has the right vibe for just being the 70s. <laughs> like, it, it feels like it's something that might be on the radio. It felt... I know, I know it's not supposed to be diegetic. They're not supposed to be actually listening to it. But it felt like something that they might legitimately have on the radio while they're cruising around causing mischief. So it made me feel like I was part of that scene. And I think that's the point it serves, more so than trying to make a, um, a statement about the particular lyrics, which aren't you know, terribly interesting to the song. It's, you know, it's ZZ, right. ZZ, ZZ Top was not known for being deep, you know, so. Yeah, I was trying to think of a parallel song from my own experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I struggled with this one more than others because when I thought about the lyrics, I thought, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta pick a song from when I was in high school that's really horny. Mm-hmm. But, and the first one that came to my mind was Cream by Prince. Prince. Mm-hmm. But then if you really imagine that music behind this scene or a scene similar, it really doesn't work because it's just too horny. Right. And it's like ZZ Top's song is a... I'm, maybe I was wrong. You did the research. Yeah. I always thought it was about sex. So did I. Too. Apparently, apparently not. Apparently Gibbons wrote it at a sound check. The word tush where he grew up in Texas apparently is slang for just awesome. You know, oh. so it's just like or, you know, kick ass or, you know, that that kind of thing. So, I mean, I'm sure he's aware of the innuendo, but no, it's just I've been up. I've been down. Take my word my way around. I ain't asking for much. I said, Lord, take me downtown. I'm just looking for some tush. Like, it seems like it should be about sex. But he says, no, it's really just about, you know, I'm looking for a good time, awesome time. And that that's it. But like, he's got to know how it sounds right. Like, yeah. And and that's like part of the whole thing was ZZ Top, right? ZZ Top is always innuendo, you know, I mean, or even even when it's like like legs, when it's like explicit, you know, it's ZZ Top's always okay because it's goofy in a way that, you know, oh my God, Prince is dangerous, right? ZZ Top never did that. ZZ Top was always, oh, these silly, you know, good old boys kind of vibe to it. It's just fun rock and roll. It seems safer. Right, it seems right. safer in a in a way. Even though the scene's not particularly safe, right? And and it's not like it's not like Days and Confused as a movie shies away from trying to be about you know kids can do dangerous things. So they could have. I just don't think they are. But it's not like you have people making out in the back seat or anything like that. Right. Right. Not in this. I mean, like you, like the at the very end. You don't even have kids like really hooking up. You have a couple, you know, you have the insinuation that a couple of them might. And then, um, oh, what's the girl's name? Sabrina. She ends up getting to kiss Adam at the end. And that's about it. You know, it's like, uh, uh, you know, and the same thing, the same thing with um, with Mitch. Uh, White, well, I keep saying Wiley is his real name. <laughs> um, Mitch is the character's name. Uh, like he. Gets, oh, I swap them all the time. Yeah, I Wiley Wiggins. I, I always call Parker Posey just Parker, Parker Posey. Well, well, she's basically just playing the Parker Posey character from other stuff. Um, right. <laughs> like, Parker Posey has her nice character and her mean character, and this is the mean character, and it's, you know, it's fine. Same thing with McConaughey. McConaughey is playing, you know, McConaughey ends up con- 
continuing to play Woodhouse in like many, many, many other films. Oh yeah, <laughs> or Wooderson rather, in many, many, many and, other films. Yeah, <laughs> and seemingly in life as well. Yes, yeah. So, like, but yeah, there, you know, there's a couple of makeout sessions, but they're, you know, they're relatively safe. They're at the end of the night. You know, you feel like the kids have gotten to know each other at least well enough to, you know, have a kiss. But as a film. It feels very much like it's trying to be edgy, and I definitely thought of it as edgy in 1993, but again, I was probably high when I watched it the first time. In fact, I know I was, um, um, and probably several times. I'll tell that story before we're off the air, how I watched it probably four or five times when it, the, the year it came out um, in a theater. Oh, in the theaters? Sort of, in a theater. I can tell you. Um, we had, uh, I was in college, and we had, if you have any listeners who went to Carnegie Mellon University, they will know at a certain time, they will know that film night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night, films were shown in Doherty Hall 2210. That is a lecture hall. It's a big lecture hall with a screen, AB Tech. They would basically get movies, and for a dollar, you could go to a movie, and there'd be like an 8 o'clock showing, a 10 o'clock showing, and a midnight showing, or if the movie was longer, it might be at 6, 9, and midnight, you know. And there was, for some reason, in the spring of 94, this movie comes out in late 93, in the spring of 94, my sophomore year, for whatever reason, AB Tech failed to get movies for like two or three weeks in a row. So they just it was supposed to be a new movie every week. Like, so you'd watch Days and the Confused and then the next week you'd have another movie. Well, there were like three weeks in a row or four weeks in a row where they just kept showing Dazed and Confused over and over again. And to where they were making a joke. Right? And the movie this weekend is Dazed and Confused again. <laughs> but it's a movie about kids getting stoned. So it was like pretty easy to sell out. So we just would go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I've gone. I seriously saw it. Probably there's three shows a, a day, three days in a weekend, and you know, plus like three weeks. I probably saw it six times in that in a two week period there, you know, just because it was a dollar. So why not? <laughs> you know, you'll spend a dollar and you'll go sit, you'll you know, smoke up with your friends or get some beer and get drunk with your friends, and then just kind of wander over to the school and go in and watch a movie for two hours. <laughs> so that's how I saw it. I. I guess it's good enough for that, but I think there's more to the movie than that. I think um I think as far as coming of age films go, it kind of it works in that it's showing the kids to be edgier in a um edgier than a parent approved film might show the kids to be, but it also seems safe to where no they're not just you know this is not the cw of modern things this is not gossip girl where everybody is beautiful and everyone's having sex all the time this is a more honest version of high school high school as i might imagine it in 1976 i'm not that old but definitely it seemed reasonably honest like you know you you might be lucky enough to have a girlfriend or, or a boyfriend you might be you know lucky enough to get some weed you know, being able to score some beer is a big deal. Like those are those are things that that felt honest in a way. It reminds me of what would later be Freaks and Geeks, the TV show. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I agree that it's that honesty that shines. Mm -hmm. That's what's really spoken to me zooming out, looking at the movie like this, because 
it really makes those little moments that are such a big deal to you when you're in high school mm-hmm. shine and become a bigger part of the story. So I, I appreciate that mm-hmm. aspect of it. And you mentioned, well, actually, quick follow up about watching Dazed those six weeks in a row. <laughs> so the big thing for me, I went to college in the 90s. And I know that this had been going on since the 70s, but it was resurgent for us going to see Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm -hmm. So, of course, there's a big callback and performative aspect to that fandom. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe it didn't show enough times or maybe it just was fun enough to just smoke up and chill. But was there anything like that with Dazed and Confused at college? Um, I don't remember that happening that first you know those first three weeks certainly in later times that i've watched it just like you know on a dvd or or whatever in like somebody's apartment yes that that's happened i can't think of like it's not like the kind of movie where i see it you know like rocky horror is playing tonight somewhere in america right it it always is and and that's like the thing and I, Dazed and Confused never had that level of appeal, but it definitely has a lot of, you know, it's very quotable. Every time McConaughey hems on screen, you know, like, like literally everything about him is, you know, high school girls always stay the same age. You know, like all of him is that. So I feel like, I feel like it's got the potential, but it never quite got there. Maybe it's not wacky enough, right? Like, you can't really do costumes, you know, like you can with Rocky Horror. You can't do, you know, you can just say the lines. But really, the entire fun of Dazed and Confused, to me, is that it's a stoner movie. It's about being chill and laid back. Like, the idea of standing up on stage. Like, I've I've never been a Rocky Horror fan. I've got a lot of friends who actually are you know well we're old now but certainly were super into it not my thing i got you know i in college saw rocky horror and i was like this is a bad movie why are we <laughs> why are we here i was a, i'm a film student what, this is not good that was my appeal to it and i sort of appreciate it more for the cultural aspect of it now mm-hmm. but i still don't actually enjoy it whereas this is a movie that i think you can just sort of lay back and enjoy a little bit, just kind of laugh at it and go, oh, yeah, all right, I, I get it, you know. I also have a thing for coming-of-age stories, just in general. Like, lots of movies, lots of my favorite films are coming-of-age movies, so this feels like it belongs in that that genre that, you know, if I'm ever teaching a class on coming-of-age, Bildungsroman, if I want to be all, you know, professorial and official about it, this might be one of the ones that I grab. Nice. Yeah, I love that idea. And that's something that I really didn't care about when I saw this movie after college or whenever. I, I didn't care about Mitch or Sabrina. It was really? I I really only cared about the seniors. Mm-hmm. But watching it now and being older, now I just I think it's so cute the way Pink is taking Mitch under his wing mm-hmm. and teaching him how to navigate this world. So I think that maybe I'm more sentimental. I don't know, but I definitely pay more attention to that aspect of it now. I, I maybe my favorite part of the movie is that Sabrina and Mitch don't hook up. It would have been such an easy choice. It would have been like, well, we'll put the two 14 year olds together, and they don't. Like that, I like about it. 
<laughs> yes, I definitely agree. They they both find older you know old, older people to hook up with that, um, which I'm sure there are probably some people who watch it and go, why is this 17 year old you know you know hooking up with this 14 year old? I'm like because it's high school and that's what happens. Um, but but um I but I appreciate it that they I appreciate it that they didn't hook up with each other. I also really appreciate that uh, Mitch and his sister Jody, I think. Yeah, Jody. Mm-hmm. Mitch and Jody have a believable sibling relationship. They yep. don't, you know, they bicker, but not really. They're not enemies in the way that, like, you know, most most teen films, my older brother or my older sister is the bad guy. Either they're a horrible you know, cartoonishly bad guy person like in like in weird science, Chet and weird science, or they're just I don't I don't like you because you're my older sibling, like in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one of my favorite. Yeah, movies. I was yeah, thinking yeah, of Ferris. Yeah. yeah, like Jeannie is just a bitch to Ferris for no other reason than she's just like and that's kind of she learns that in the space. It's like, why do you hate him so much? And it's like, well, he gets away with stuff. And it's like, well, why don't you try to get away with stuff? You know, like that's a like. They hate each other just because the film needs a villain and it makes her one instead of just like letting Mooney be the villain. This is not who Jody is. Jody loves her brother. You know, she makes a mistake in that she, you know, he gets punished worse because she says, you know, take it easy on him. He's my brother. And like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what ultimately makes him a target. But I, I, I like that. I like that they care. I like that, you know, she's she's like, oh, mom's going to kill you. You know, she would have never let me stay out this late when I was your age. When I was your age, you know, she's like two years older than him, two, three years older than him. But I like that he's and he's like as a typical he's 14. She's 17, maybe 18, 17, turning 18. And he's like, nah, doesn't matter. I'm cooler than you. I'm going to get away with like just the smart assness of being the little brother works there. And it's much closer to my relationship with you know like i didn't i had two little brothers my the one closest to me is two and a half years younger than me so he was you know three grades behind me and we didn't hang out together but we didn't hate each other (laughs) it's just like i I was just three years older and had different friends you know so like that was that seems believable to me so i liked their relationship a lot yeah that's cool yeah i like that you highlighted that and you've had a lot of interesting insights about the characters i wanted to ask is there a character that's the most or least like who you were growing up? I'm not really like any of them, and I wasn't really like any of them. I guess if I had to pick one, it would probably be Pink. Pink has a lot more motivation than I do <laughs> or did. <laughs> like, like, again, I was not – like, getting me to come out of, like, just kind of hanging out at the basement or at the bar or at the pool hall, those were, like, the places. Like, I didn't want to go around and cause trouble, but I did – you know, I was uh, I was on the track team, the cross country team, and the ski team. I played soccer, so I did some sports. I was in academic gifted classes, and and I was like supposed to be like the bright kid. And then I had a lot of friends who were you know burnouts. So like I'm probably closer to um, Linda Cardellini's character in Freaks and Geeks than I am to okay to, 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 uh, <laughs> than I than I am the pink. But like that same kind of thing where where I was just like leave me. I wouldn't have wanted to sign the paper either. They tried to make me sign something like that in order to in order to run track. I'd have just been like no, go away. <laughs> like I remember you know this was like this was 
the you know the dare age and and people signing pledges to stay virgins and stuff like that was happening when i was in high school in the 80s and i was just like no, <laughs> just leave me alone. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting good grades. Ignore me. So that was like, that was my kind of that's where I was at that phase in life. So I guess if I have to be like one, it's pink, but not exactly. OK. And is there one that is the least like you? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, all the bullies. I, I, I could never be a bully. It just seems again, first off, I'm just nicer, but also it just would have been a lot of work. Like the entire concept where, where they were I'm much more like pink, where they're like, um, you know, Jody's like, oh, well, you know, I'm just doing this because they did it to me. That's why she takes Sabrina under her wing, right? Because she's just like, you know, we're going to get this out of the way and then you're taken care of, right? And then Parker Posey and Ben Affleck are just like such asses to them. And I'm just like, why? Because I, I would have been much more like the character, like when Pink finally catches up to them and he's like, oh, you know, let me paddle the kid. And, and then they go away and he's like, yeah, okay, I'm done. Because how much work is this to like, <laughs> like, I don't want to terrorize people. That, that just seems like, what's the payoff? Why? This is a stupid tradition. And I would have been, I would have been over it. A lot of high school for me was just being over everything and being like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And fortunately for me and the people that I'm meeting through the show, many of my guests have said that the ones that they relate to the least are the bullies. But no one has pulled on this thread of just how much work it is. And I think that's a great point because, I mean, they are customizing paddles in woodshop. And then the girls have just brought every condiment from their home they have so props. it's, it's <laughs> like, i mean you could just call them mean names yeah i mean obanion uh like ben affleck's character obanion like he's got the paddle he chases these people around town he, <laughs> right. like you're paying for gas don't you have anything else to do like <laughs> like what do you do like what have, what has become of your life that this is what you're you know and now like like he leaves the pool hall to run across the street where he ends up getting, you know, the pranked on and everything. But like everything about him, I'm like, dude, this is why you're failing because you know, like how how do you have time to to worry about this? I was never that kid. So so yeah, yeah. that's where I was. It makes me want to hear some of the background characters and how they are reacting to everything. Maybe like <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> And just like, so are you going to go out there with them? I don't know. That that feels like a lot of work. I'm just going to chill here and play my guitar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 She's great. Yeah. But I mean, there's a, so Michelle is great because she's she's got things to do. And it's almost just like her and Adam Goldberg's character that just like they're both of them are, are just like over this and kind of um eh, whatever adam gets in a fight but it, he he clearly doesn't really want to be there he just like oh fine if we can get drunk fine michelle's like i'm going to play guitar and smoke and that's it and renee zellweger's in this movie she's in like every scene she's got no lines her character has no name but if you watch it <laughs> a very young renee zellweger it's just like all over the party and i just wonder What's she thinking? Like that's a that's clearly a choice where she's not she, she's she's in it too much to just be an extra, you know. She's a named or she's not a named extra. She's a featured extra. 
But like, I wonder, what are you thinking with all this nonsense going on? Like, just you and these regular people. I know. I didn't notice that she was in it until I started this podcast. <laughs> I I got actually a a souvenir to go along with this project. It's basically like a yearbook. Okay. And so they have pictures of all the, the kids and then they have little like yearbook entries for them. Some of the content they reused for the Criterion mm-hmm. collection, but there's some original stuff in here too. So you at least get the names of all the characters, even the background. Oh, does folks. she have a so, name? Yes. Oh, Nessie wow. White. Oh, okay. Good for her. <laughs> just, it's just, it's just Renee Zellweger to me. <laughs> Oh, wow. It's Bridget Jones, I assume. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, Mav, thank you so much for coming on the show this week. This has been a lot of fun. And I wanted to give you a chance to let listeners know where they can find your shows. In a perfect world, I'm on every podcast every week. Uh, <laughs> I say that I say that all the time. Um, but I have two that I am on normally. My longer running one is called Vox Popcast, V-O-X. P-O-P-C-A-S-T because um, when I named the show I thought having a pun would be funny and not realize <laughs> that no, what means is people can't spell the name of your show and they can never find it. But V-O-X-P-O-P-C-A-S-T and every week we discuss some pop culture topic which is, you know, we're not like a movie review show, though we might review a movie. What we're usually doing is we're doing a deep analysis kind of like, let's talk about how gender works in the 70s movies, or let's talk about the problematic history of American Girl dolls. Like it's, we it might be about comics, it might be about video games, it could be about anything. Like we, we spent one week just discussing the the convoluted, you know, politics of Fast and the Furious movies. There are, it can be anything. And then we drink beer and like joke while we do it. So that's, that's my longer running show. And then my more recent show, which we've been doing for just about a year now, just over a year is um, called Gosh Golly Wow. Oh gosh, oh golly, oh wow. And it is an analysis of the comic book Excalibur that started in 1989 and ran for 10 years from Marvel Comics. And we do every, mostly every issue. It's 126 issues that it ran. But we're doing some other sort of side projects along the way every once in a while, too. So we are stepping through one issue at a time and reviewing them with academics doing a full literary analysis of this Marvel comic from the late 80s, early 90s. And we basically treat it like it, you know, we, we treat it like it is a deep literary text and we'll do a full analysis of of it, you know, the way you might do Shakespeare or Tolstoy or, or Gertrude Stein. And that's that's a lot of fun too. We're also, I can't do things, even when I'm teaching you know, classes in, for real, in real life in college. I can't be serious, so I just make jokes and stuff. <laughs> but, <Right>. <laughs> but, but that's what the, my two shows are. And they're, I think they're both really fun and we'd love to have you come and listen to them. Nice. Well, recommend both. I've checked both of them out. I can tell listeners that friend of the show, Brad Mendenhall, was the first guest on Oh Gosh, Oh Golly, yes, Oh Wow. First. Episode three, and he is our very first guest. We had a couple episodes that we did just with our regular host, and Brad was the very first guest on the show. And, I, and I've been on his show a couple of times, too. So, Yes, yes. And I know that he was honored to be on that. Yeah. And, and I had only read maybe half a dozen issues of Excalibur before you started, oh. but I've been reading and listening along oh, awesome. and it's really, it's really been so much fun. It's awesome. I, I, I mean, I hope people, it's always weird. Podcasting is such a, a weird endeavor. 
I mean, it works better if you're a podcaster, at least for me, because I can come on people's shows and, and like, you know, interact with them. But I listen to a lot of them. So there's there's points where if you listen to podcasts like me, you're, you know, you're out there jogging or something and you talk to your phone and you go, no, it's this thing. And, you, <laughs> right. and, um, and you know, I'm sure I'll be listening to this and going, you know, when when you're playing some other song and I'm like and I'm like, no, Kiss thought this and this, you know, or whatever I'll say. But the the weirdness about it is you don't get the interaction. And as a podcaster, you sort of want it, you know, like we we're lucky enough to on on GGW, our, our Twitter community is actually pretty good. We get a little bit of feedback on on Vox Pop, not as much. But like I love when people, you know, let me know that they're enjoying the show. That actually means a lot. It's like, oh, wow, we've got people reading along with us. Why? But thank you. <laughs> you <know>? so, <laughs> right. so, um, so I so I do. I'm, I'm glad you like the show. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And thanks again for joining me. And listeners, thanks for checking out the show. We'll be back next week to cover more of this movie. And Mav, I hope you have a great night. Yeah, thank you. Not to worry, there's a new fiesta in the making. Join us at the Moon Tower, our Facebook listeners group. Until next time, just keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.